Hey yo, I don't even know you and I hate you. See, all I know is that my girlfriend used to date you. How would you feel if she held you down and raped you? Tried and tried, but she never could escape you. She was in love, and I'd ask her half. I mean, why? What kind of love? Hi everyone, it's the Good Bad Gang crew here. It's your girl LD. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a great week. Today we're gonna talk about domestic abuse. The big elephant in the room. Yeah, it's like this something that comes to our consciousness usually when maybe there's like a celebrity couple that that gets into some domestic um, abuse or violence and you know we everybody talks about it and we analyze and break down whatever happened to them then it goes away and everybody's back to their normal thing again then something happens and it comes back again so obviously one of those touching points was like the chris brown rihanna thing that was a whole big debate about you know who hit who first men hitting women you know women hitting men and all that stuff then we have our local people i remember tiwa savage and um her husband had their issues then we have ton tonto dk uh with our own issues to with domestic violence and usually I said people don't get talking or this thing doesn't get discussed and usually the celebrity couples uh, will become touchstones to these events um pretty much I feel like no I feel I know that everyone goes through um, not everyone sorry normal people who are celebrities actually go through domestic abuse in their homes but for some reason it seems to only be a big deal when it's like a celebrity I guess because celebrities put on this illusion of being perfect so you know when you hear that um they're going through it in their homes it's very surprising but i think like it's really nice that more people come out with these things because then it lets you know that everyone not everyone I, I don't know why i keep saying everyone but that people are also going through it there are people who have left their marriages and their homes because of domestic abuse and yes there are some people who continue to go back i mean i think tiwa savage is back with her husband t bills Cause the guy seems to be putting up like a lot of instagram posts about you know how she's hot and things like that but it also makes you wonder like why do these women go back to their husbands even another local celebrity messy Aigbe gentry she she said she was ready to go back to her husband as long as her husband signs an undertaking that he'll never touch her and i mean even rihanna and chris brown that we started with they did get back together a couple of years ago after their whole um domestic abuse situation so there's so many facets to it you know why does domestic abuse happen should you stay why do people go back to blame of course definitely the victim is never to blame as far as i'm concerned but the, there's just so much going on and it just makes you wonder will it ever stop or is it something that will continue to happen will the um victims because obviously we know that sometimes women are the um, perpetrators of domestic abuse like they're abusing their husbands but for the purpose of this podcast it's about men abusing their wives or even boyfriends abusing their girlfriends you know it just will it ever stop how do we stop it why does it happen how common is it you know how relatable is it are you in a situation where you're going to domestic violence you know yeah and like like you said you know yes we know women as sometimes the perpetrators of this crime but for our purposes and as we everyone knows is mostly men abusing women so um, i really don't want to hear about women do it too for now just put that to the side and let's deal with what the problem really is and in my opinion it's really a male problem it's a man problem if this is going to be solved us men have to solve it what is that saying um silence is con is consent so if men sit on the sidelines and keep quiet and just let it happen you are contributing to it we have to speak up 
it's men that can actually solve this stuff. And as you said, you know, not a celebrity at the touchstones as you said because we expect them to be perfect when it happens to them becomes a story also when we also hear of all this gruesome tales like earlier this year there was a woman yeah her husband who's a lagos driver shakira bello killed his wife and cut her into pieces and scatter had around different parts of Lagos. They've been married for six years and they parted them last year. And when he came when she went back to the house to ask for money for the kids, he attacked her and killed her. And obviously this story was in the paper and find out was long term abuse and stuff like that. So it's we always wait for it to get to all this ridiculous stories or how they say stories that touch before it hits our consciousness. Even where I live, maybe like a couple of months you know, I had the husband shouting at his wife, you know, and everybody could hear it. it was threatening to beat his wife up. And I remember this actually happened when she was pregnant, it was threatening to beat her up. I think she was, uh, she was concerned he didn't come home on time. And it was, you know, it was luckily some people came in there and tried to get the man to simmer down and the woman left and stuff. So it just happens all around us. And sometimes we're quiet about it. We don't say anything because we have this stuff about oh this between a man and a woman and obviously that sometimes you can't just go intervene anyway you have to be smart about it because sometimes you can actually do more harm to the victim by intervening but the point is that it's prevalent it's among us and at this one part i think men need to play a real more active role in stopping domestic abuse or violences kind of like break down a bit like like what exactly is domestic abuse of or violence so i feel like sometimes people think that um you know, people don't actually have a clear understanding of domestic violence or domestic abuse. But I feel like there are two segments to it. There's the em- emotional abuse and then there's the physical abuse. And more often than not, emotional abuse leads to physical abuse. Emotional abuse is usually you um, berating, you know, like we said, we're gonna, it's more about men for this podcast. So it's more about the husbands berating their wives, insulting them, making them feel like less than they are, you know, making them feel like they're useless, like they're not worth it. And the thing is, at some point in time, you get to the stage where you are tired of insulting your partner. Maybe tired isn't the word to use, but maybe you feel like your partner is now used to these degrading words that you use. So the next step is now to physically harm them. And the thing is, there's no clear distinction about which is worse between emotional abuse and physical abuse. Because emotional abuse can really do a number on a person. Because you get to the core of the person, you're breaking the person's spirit. I've actually heard people say that they'd rather be beaten than be emotionally abused. Because saying all sorts about a person, making them feel like they're not worth it, you know, breaking their spirit. Once a person's spirit is broken, that's pretty much it. You know, there's nothing more to do. There's nothing more like you can say. You've literally reduced that person to nothing. It, it usually always starts from emotional abuse. And one thing I know is the signs are always there before you get married. People usually say my husband was not like this when we were dating or he was such a nice guy. But I'm a firm believer that the signs were almost there. It might not have been something that he did directly to you. It might be have been to a sibling or a waitress. You know, sometimes there's this common statement about watch how he treats the little people because more often than not, that's a clear example of who he is. And I, I, I definitely agree. And for our case, we're also discussing um, abuse is not restricted to just marriages. We're talking about relationships. 
we're even going to dive into children yes it is abuse when a child is in the home and they're being abused by the parents that is part of the um, domestic abuse it's not just marriages it's in intimate partnerships and it's all about power and control that's what that's what it's all about to dominate the, the woman to intimidate the woman all centered up about power and control when you boil it down to the core of it so what are some of the signs of um, domestic abuse and obviously this thing doesn't happen overnight you know you don't meet someone today and it just slaps you it's a duration of a duration of time it takes months just like you said you know a couple of months it just starts with the maybe verbal emotional abuse then before you know it, it becomes physical and you know before you know it, you're in a full-blown um, domestic um, violent abuse um, cycle so what's happening i mean like sometimes it might not even be something that someone does directly to you like i said it might be how he treats other people around so for example i remember my boss once said that she was having a conversation with a close friend of hers and that close friend mentioned that her boyfriend had slapped his sister and my boss looks at her like he slapped his star and you're still in that relationship and you know her friend didn't understand where my boss was coming from my boss went if he can slap someone who he's known all his life who came out from the same mother as he is what stops him from beating you do you get what i'm saying and she's like if he can do something like that to his relative to his own flesh and blood you're not his flesh and blood you're just like someone he likes and everything and he can do whatever it is so she's like you know the way people because she's like she doesn't know how other people were brought up or in her family if her parents hear her even insulting her siblings you know they'll call her to order because honestly what you do to anyone is a reflection of how you treat your partner even for example this morning i remember my brother annoyed me and i kind of went on a rant and my mother called me to order and she's like it is okay like it's not that serious and i didn't even insult my brother she just didn't like the tone that i was speaking to him in so usually the signs are always there you know he's quick to anger every little thing he blows it out of proportion he insults you for the minute things you know and you're wondering what did i do that so you maybe break a, a, a glass and then the next thing he runs you down he's telling you how you're useless how your family is this how is that and then something that should maybe maybe an argument that should last only five minutes is something that ends up lasting like an hour or two you know it, it, he just keeps going on and on and on these are signs this should like pop red flags up in your brain like it's not some things are not that serious yeah. and like i said somebody who has who doesn't have patience that's also a big red flag yeah definitely some people are impatient but they're not um abusive do you get what i'm saying maybe they just get irritated or whatever but if your impatience is not linked to you insulting someone or almost assaulting the person then you have to be worried like these things start from when you're young i remember there's another woman who said if your boyfriend is killing a cockroach and the um the anger and the strategy kill that cockroach is so much that you're wondering is it not just a cockroach that he should also be worried obviously she was joking but she answered it in reference to someone asking that in this part of the world we don't necessarily get the chance to live with our partners before we marry them do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so you don't get to see how they might be like you know people who say oh my boyfriend was nice before we got married you get what i'm saying so th- that was why she said the whole if he's killing a cockroach with so much venom you should be worried that you know any little thing because she was trying to say a cockroach is so tiny that a, a simple 
step on it will kill it right right but when he's putting so much aggression you need to be kind of worried what you're trying to say is that the signs are always there like they're there from the beginning you just choose to miss it because you're in love or whatever you know infatuation it is that is clouding your judgment yes like some points you made are really like typical like the first one is you said if the person's a violent person that's a no-brainer i don't think that's even this doesn't have to be even relationship whatever if somebody that's violent obviously you don't want to associate with them people that are beating their people beating their siblings or whatever so i think that's a non-starter there being a violent person that is just even outside the realm of abuse or not abuse you're just dealing with a violent person you see that up front if you have your working papers and like you said talking about the signs like typical signs are isolation from friends and family and support system when you have somebody that is always trying to put a word between your friends it's trying to get you away from your support system i want you to be solely reliant on them that's a sign when you have somebody that is always like extreme jealousy to the extent of maybe even monitoring your car miles saying that from here to here is only certain miles and you're where have you been so extreme jealousy is a sign constantly accusing the person of cheating that's a sign when it's always anything you're talking to the attendant you said are you sleeping with him so that's a sign when you're trying to lower the person's self-esteem that's a, that's that's a sign when you're talking down to the person like they're worthless name calling constant criticism that's a sign even when you're trying to like we say it's all about power and control when you're trying to completely control the person's financial situation even sabotaging the person's job that's 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 a sign anytime these things are happening you have to really like am i in an abusive relationship even if it hasn't turned physical yet you have you, you have to start thinking of these things i feel like the list is not um all encompassing <laughs> or whatever it is because sometimes like people pretend do you get what i'm saying so you know how you said they keep you away from your family or whatever sometimes this could even be the people who are always wanting to help your family who are always like let's buy this for your mom let's do this for your friends you get what i'm saying oh my friend is doing this they're like yeah let's go out like sometimes to the world they're perfect do you get what i'm saying a lot of times yeah a lot of times they are like your friends love them because they're always there in fact they probably don't even have a problem with you always like talking to your friends or things like that do you understand sometimes it's just a a front it might be any little thing that just gets them off like with the signs now obviously everybody's not going to tick every box but they're saying these are the common things to look at as some people they might do with the extreme jealousy and the cheating he might not do the isolation there's some people that might try to control it financially some might not so like every list is plus minus but these are things to look for if you are checking two out of the five three out of the five all five you're in a in a you're, you're in an abusive situation potentially so obviously when we come up with lists like this you're just looking at typical examples and examining if you fit into this and it's usually what they want to do because obviously the person that's abusing his wife girlfriend doesn't want other people to know about it he doesn't so usually he tries to create a barrier from it obviously there are also other people they try to hide in plain sight and you tell them that this guy's abusing you say no come on gd so nice so friendly how can he but before you guys left that car he told you to fix your face don't go out there don't go out there squeezing your face or else 
and you guys go out the car, you guys put out the front because there's a lot of shame there's a lot of shame associated with it I mean like I think for me what even gets me is um, guys who are actually you know most times people say that women are dependent on the men because of money do you get what I'm saying or the girlfriends or the boyfriends um, because sometimes abusive relationships is not just married people like you said but I think what kind of gets me is when the guy is not even financially um what's the word it's not like he's rich or anything do you get what i'm saying sometimes the girl might even be the richer of the two and you're still trying to control her or control how she spends her money i mean i'm not trying to understand why a rich guy would feel like he can't control his wife just because she's depending on him but what i don't get is you don't even have shit and then you're trying to control it like your partner like why i've never so even in that situation you should be able to live as a woman especially if you have your own i've never understood why women who are financially free still stay with guys that they don't need because if someone is assaulting you or abusing you you don't need that person you actually don't like why are you staying what what exactly is the person doing for you the person is just abusing you you have your own money you have your own thing you're not dependent like Let's talk about the circle of abuse, right? So usually, abuse follows this pattern. It comes with shame, right? So the person strikes you and is apologetic. I'm sorry. And you now go through this honeymoon stage. That's when he gives you all the gifts and you never happen again. He buys you something and, you know, this will never happen again. I'm so sorry. And you get in that honeymoon stage. And then from there, it goes to the SOS stage, which is the same old stuff. And this is only building up to the next incident because after the honeymoon stage is now everything go back to where it, how it was it starts flaring up again it starts the abuse verbally and stuff and you guys go through that circle again shame and you know honeymoon phase and after a period of time some of the steps in that cycle changes or, or it's skipped altogether so there's no longer a honeymoon phase anymore it goes from shame to same old stuff and obviously as this circle repeats itself this this is not this can be over months over years as it repeats itself it escalates it gets worse and worse and worse and you're stuck in this circle and then somebody comes to break the chains i mean like sometimes i feel like people out there are like what do you know you don't know what you're talking about i love him blah 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 so i used to be in an abusive relationship surprise surprise whatever and i can genuinely say that the signs were there like right from the beginning it didn't even sometimes people say that yeah it takes a year for like the true colors to come out or six months or like there's a full honeymoon stage where like literally a month after i knew like the guy i was with was crazy and it was just from a simple text so we had an we had an argument and then the next thing i get a text saying like I'm such a selfish bastard and i remember thinking like no one had ever called me that in my life i mean maybe you have behind my back i don't know but like to have gotten a text like that from someone that you said you were dating i remember it kind of threw me off because i'm like okay what is going on like no one's ever said this to me so like i said the signs are always there but i just put it down to maybe he was in a bad mood some people are not are not brought up the same way i was you get what i'm saying like insultive language and everything so maybe that's who he is but then i realized as time went on it became a cycle it was a, and like we said it always starts with emotional abuse 
so it was pretty much 90% of the time an emotional abusive relationship okay sorry let m- I'm going to cut in here just to break it down because first of all I want to say I'm very proud of you because it's not easy like something to share like there are so many people that go through this stuff and they keep it to themselves so for you sharing this with like the audience and stuff like, before you even go too to further into it I have to give you props for it because this, this is a really personal stuff and I just want to come back with the signs now because you kind of read off some of all the signs and obviously you pinpointed one of the signs which was the abusive language so that was one sign even though at first you probably dismissed it but I'm sure after that one text it got escalated and more abusive language was done what else was like at least based on our list we talked about is there anything that was ticked off that list like extreme jealousy was there any of trying to lower your self-esteem in this because it's hard for me to see somebody lowering your self-esteem knowing the kind of person you are so which of which um, of these things so like, i feel like the lowering of self-esteem could not really work because i'm not trying to feel myself or anything but shit i have a lot of shit did, going did, on did, for they, me. did they try but yeah he definitely tried and i think which was why earlier i said i don't understand how sometimes you're financially free and the guy that you're with isn't and he's still trying to um you know flip it on you it's all about so power i had like an uh, well i'm sure if you've listened to this podcast enough you know i have a nine to five and then i do other things on the side obviously but then this guy that i was with he didn't have a job and he was trying to start his own business so technically i mean i'm not the richest person in the world but you know i was kind of better off do you get what i'm saying i like sometimes i remember like when he was doing his own shit i would chip in and everything but he'd still try to make it seem like so this was how he tried to flip it he'd be like what so because you're helping me or you're um you know how like sometimes your partner will ask you to loan them money so he'd be like what so because you're loaning me money and whatnot like how much is it that you gave me anyway like i'll return it in a second i haven't gotten my money back just by the way but yeah you know so things like that used to happen and it would make me feel bad because he sometimes he think he would be like maybe i'm giving him an attitude because like i had loaned him money or some shit and i remember like one time he's like maybe i was sleeping with my boss at work so yeah he was definitely like jealous i it's funny how jealousy works because sometimes people say things like your partner says something that you didn't even um notice or pick up on for example we went for a wedding and i saw like a friend of mine i went over to say hi to my friend and i didn't think it was a big deal like yeah he's a guy and everything but then like two weeks after when we, we were fighting he goes yeah so you went over to say hi to this guy who drives a jag I'm like, yo, I didn't even realize he was driving a Jag, you know, that kind of thing. Like, if I did, I'd have mentioned it and be like, you've come up in life or something. I'm like, how the hell did you notice that he was driving a Jag? You know, so he's like, you know, you said you were doing this. Another. And that another time, I said I was going to the bathroom at that same wedding with my friend. Like, he saw me talking to someone. I don't understand. So, because I said I was going to the bathroom, I should just face the bathroom and come back, not say hi to anyone. So, you know, it was just like crazy shit like that. So, sometimes he would try to hold, like, I do like this tours and everything. I remember like one time he held my tour bus up for like an hour or an hour and a half talking some shit about how he was going to make sure like the bus didn't move. Yada, yada, yada. It was crazy because like all the people who were, who had signed up for the tour were on the bus and they were wondering like what the hell was going on. But meanwhile, I was busy trying to make my ex happy 
and you know figure out like how to get him to um pretty much get some brains and let us go on the tour and you know what's funny like people always underestimate like good people there's always also an atom of wickedness in like people who are abusive because um i wear glasses or contacts and i remember like sometimes if i wasn't wearing my contacts and i was wearing my glasses he'll take my glasses from me because obviously i can't see really good if i'm not wearing my glasses so he would do that and for me that's like just wicked you know so there's always still like even if they're not like assaulting you physically they're doing all these things that like yeah, so get to you, you know, till it finally became physical anyway, and I have a scar to show for it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, this is not whatever because I know you're trying to play it up, but this is serious. And like one of the things we're talking about it, is the extreme jealousy. If you look at literature, I think extreme jealousy is used deliberately because you can be jealous, yeah, there's some and women which can be a problem where they feel if you're not jealous, it shows you don't know enough passion, and that can be a whole different issue itself. But the key word here was extreme jealousy so and another one is constantly accusing of cheating so um, these are the two times i'm sure you missed some examples but is this something you really dealt with where you were always being accused of cheating on, on yeah him? of course like i was sleeping with everyone as far as he was concerned um and it's kind of funny like one time they're saying this and the next time they're saying they're sorry they didn't mean to i mean they're probably sorry but you know I don't want to be one of those people who say people can't change you get what i'm saying but when things become repeated you kind of like just lose hope now is he probably gonna change i don't know but i don't want to be with him and find out because i remember like one recurring thing that i kept thinking was this guy is gonna kill me do you get what i'm saying if i stay with him like i i honestly felt like he was he was definitely gonna kill me but um it's it's difficult to understand if you haven't um lived through it jige and because i have experienced it i can kind of understand why sometimes people don't leave because i wasn't ashamed to say what happened now i haven't told everyone about it obviously like i can count how many people know i don't even think my best friend knows so she's probably gonna find out on this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah know? but but like now you know we've established like it started with obviously extreme jealousy he was accused of cheating right there was the putting down and talking down how did that transition into like physical was it one day he just all of a sudden hit you was it that the, the one day he accused you of something and that accusation turned into a physical so what was the what was the build-up we really established that he was nagging you with the with the, with the with the cheating and you kind of Put, trying to push troll of that so how 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 did it turn physical um uh, it's funny i don't i can't really that's the thing with like emotional abuse leading up to like physical abuse you really can't say when do you get what i'm saying like you can't really pick the defining moment i remember i was um i was doing something really important i was on a tour and um he we had had a fight and we had a fight because i heard him speaking to his sister in some kind of way that i didn't agree with right and um so yeah i wasn't speaking to him and then he had said some awful stuff and i was just like whatever he knocked on he knocks on the door and i remember like my heart skipping a bit because i kind of knew that it wasn't gonna end well do you get what i'm saying 
so he enters and he kind of just starts screaming and shouting and um i'm on one side of the room and i'm just really scared because i'm thinking my parents don't know where i am i mean they kind of knew where they knew where i was but they didn't know exactly where do you get what i'm saying you know how like your parents know you're in lagos but they don't know if you're in vi or Ikoyo right, or whatever right. and i'm like my parents don't know where i am this guy's gonna kill me and whatever so he's kind of shouting i'm trying to get away and he shoves me against the wall and the wall is um you know those rough walls uh-huh. yeah so he shows me against the wall and he's holding me against the wall and uh, I think that was kind of when he transitioned into physical abuse do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I mean we're all human so obviously when you feel like you're in danger mm-hmm. your instincts kind of just kick in right. and you fight back right um so you know I'm, I'm against this wall and I don't really remember if he was like holding my neck or whatever but you know my survival mode just kind of kicked in and i'm hitting him so he probably has like and i have really long nails so he probably got like a couple of scratches on his neck do you get what i'm saying from that um you're trying to break free yeah exactly and then i he kind of slammed me against the floor <laughs> i remember my head hitting the floor oh about everything and it was just i remember screaming and then somebody else comes and knocks on the door right mm-hmm. and it's like is everything okay and you can't know how these things are you don't want to be the center of attraction in like a place do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. but at the same time you really want someone to know that um you're not safe you're not safe you're kind of like dying or something so um i get quiet for like five minutes and my friend keeps knocking on the door and is like is everything okay and then he's like say something so i'm like okay yeah, everything is fine um, i kind of fell <laughs> i can't remember i know i give a bullshit excuse you get what i'm saying because uh-huh. like my friend's like okay and when my friend woke up the next day and we're going out obviously the person could see like scratches on like his neck you get and um i was wearing like a top that was really low at the back so you get you can see the scar and i remember like when i got home my brother asked me what happened and i said um an insect bit me and i remember like in secondary school we had all these insects that they used to call in skip and blouse or something right. that used to give like scars you get mm. and my brother went um okay mm. i kind of tell he didn't believe me mm. but um then but, but this is this part of like the, the shame is it kind of the stigma or is it afraid that people see you as a victim and everybody knowing the kind of person you um, are and you not just being able to be seen as a victim i don't i don't know that it, it's a victim thing because ironically today i actually told someone was asking about him and the person asked what happened and i simply said he had become physically abusive do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i i don't really think that it was about no wanting to be seen as the victim but i'm very i don't put my business out there do you get what i'm saying so I felt like I didn't want my business out there. Like I broke up with someone, I broke up with someone. You don't have to know why. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm fighting with someone. You don't have to know why. I, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Like I can deal with my issues myself. I like my brother is younger, so I'm thinking, what are you gonna do? Do you get? Mm-hmm. And everything. So um, it was just very. It was just me keeping quiet about it. I mean, now if someone asks me what happened, I will for sure tell you. Do you get? Mm-hmm. I might not tell you as in-depth, but I'll probably just say, yeah, physical abuse and emotional abuse. 
but I think when I got really worried was when he um, he hit me in my own house so it was escalating yeah so and I thought and I remember like my brother was upstairs and he was listening to music so obviously he couldn't hear anything and I just thought if someone could hit me in my own home then you know I'm not um, safe and it's kind of funny because like immediately he hit me then he goes oh my god I'm so sorry yada 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 but um, at that point in time I was done so I felt like I had been done I was just waiting for like um, my um, getaway or how to end it I don't know how to explain it but you know when you're like emotionally done and everything um, with all things people always promise that they will change and maybe he'll change I wish him best of luck but I wasn't ready to um so wait for him to change right, <laughs> right. but you, you didn't live after the very first incident even though obviously with the abuse you were getting further away emotional so, so was there something like like stopped you from just leaving after the yeah, very first incident I, I feel like I did you feel he could change or yeah I think that I thought he could change and it's like with the pressure that comes on women sometimes you hear these stories about um, how people were this way before you know how like wives will tell you the story about ah, my husband was this he was an alcoholic but with time and with prayer you know he's changed honestly there are real stories like that out there where people have changed you get what i'm saying and i remember thinking do i want to be that woman who cannot um who cannot be patient enough for her man to change right mm-hmm. So it was more about that, maybe like I'm not being patient or you know that kind of thing or I'm not um I never felt like it was my fault. Do right. you get what I'm saying? Because even after I'd still be like, you know, you're like crazy. I mean I would have gotten crazy. Right. But, um, but you're bringing up a really good point, which is like the point that religion plays and how people uh, misinterpret, manipulate um, he says something that struck a chord and I also heard it in church today and when he says keeping your home and this is never referred to with a man anytime I, I've heard it used keep your home it's always a woman so it's always the burden on the woman to keep the marriage together through whatever um, in a relationship I remember a story where the woman was still dating the guy because the, the, the family wasn't doing too well the man was rich and the, and the girl's mother was like, look, this is our way out. This is rich. He can take care of us. I know he's beating you, but let's pray. He can change or whatever it is. We'll pray about it. God will touch his heart. It will change. So a lot of times, um, religion and the social constructs, or call it male privilege, plays a very big role in, in, in keeping women in these relationships and also giving men what they feel is an authority over women to have to exert this kind of unwilling um, control and dominance over them and I don't want to go religious on you on people but if you think about it the Bible says if you want to be the, the, the best the high you should bring yourself to the list right leadership is about service so but we flipped it in the whole dynamic to fit the male construct of the whole submissive and everything of that nature so this is not a bad thing per se but the way we've manipulated that word and used it to um to control and dominate women uh, is a problem so sometimes religion can play a very bad part in um, propagating this not religion per se but how it is misinterpreted and um 
manipulated. It can happen to anyone. Nobody's immune to this. Far back as he cares to remember, he used to see his old man lose the temper. And mama's pretty face to catch it all. On a regular basis, the nest would fall. But he was always safe from dad's rage. Cause mama sacrificed in his place. Two dozen years of the blood, sweat, tears. Avoid the mirror, losing her hair from the fear. She never left him, stayed inside. He beat her ass up until the day that he died. In fact, the biggest beating was the day that he died. Cause now it's too late for her to make a new life. She gets to mourn for the touch of a punch. Won't ever admit that she ain't clutching it much. Some days she'll die. Let me read you some stats that I actually found from um, Lagos State um, Government in 2016. I found it in a Vanguard newspaper. So this is an interesting one here. So we that about 20% of domestic um, survivors report their cases. And out of that 20%, 18% of those people actually drop the case in court. Only 2% of people ever go to court um, to try to persecute their, the, the, the people that um, abuse them. You know, 98% of the, of the husband state their reason for attacking is for cheating, which is part of what you said were the signs of constantly accusing them of cheating. So 98% of the husbands accused, their reason for attacking the woman is that they believe the woman was cheating on them. You know, 90% of the women won't leave because they're financially dependent on the man. 98% of them are staying for the for the kids. And this is another one we don't talk about a lot. 85% of victims blame third party interference, especially in-laws who visited couples, igniting the domestic violence. I think it's a big, big thing that happens where we have mother-in-laws, you know, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws coming to homes and just um wreaking havoc in homes and causing strife and abuse in households um it was, it was quite interesting i don't know if you heard about this the um mugabe's um, wife that went to south africa right mm -hmm. and uh, a woman was waiting for her son in the room and beat her silly right that's abuse right so it's it's, it's just crazy what um goes on and the stats just bear 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 some of this stuff but i want to talk about effects on kids because a lot of the men, right, 70% of the men said that they grew up in abusive homes emotionally and some of them said physically. 70% of the men that committed these crimes. So obviously, it has an effect on kids. And on the converse, interestingly enough, 98% of the women are staying because of the children. So they think they are doing the children a service, but instead they are doing them a disservice. And sometimes we think the kids are so small, they are five-year-olds, six-year-olds, they don't understand. But it's not true. I'll use myself for an example. Now, in my home, there was no domestic violence. My dad never hit uh, my mom or anything like that. And I remember even when I got into arguments or tussles with my sister, my dad would pull me and say, you never fight with a woman, you never raise your hand to a woman. That was constantly always told to us. But I think I was like, f maybe I was six, seven, because I, I was in primary school then. And we still lived in Satellite Town. We used to live in Satellite Town then. And I remember it was probably around during Christmas. And my mom got us this plastic shades that had like this Mickey Mouse thing on it, right? And that was our, our Christmas gift. And I saw it, but she kept it away um, from us. Then I heard my mom telling someone that my dad told her to pack out of the house, that she should leave the house. And I just remember, and like I said, I was six, seven. I just remember my mom being really sad about it 
right? And I remember her giving me my Christmas present early, which was that shades, and I was wearing it because she gave it to me early. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure my parents don't know I know about this, and I'm not disgusted with them. And obviously, I felt it because I just felt like, oh my God, my parents are about to split up. My, my dad's kicking my mom out of the house. And I remember her talking to one of um, our aunts, and for some reason, she has so much influence over my dad. Whatever she tells my dad, my dad usually listens to her. And I guess she spoke to my dad not to kick my mom out, right? And obviously, he didn't kick her out. And I just remember another time hearing my mom telling somebody that, you know, she had to, a um, couple of weeks passed and he wasn't talking to her, and she had to kneel down and beg my dad, saying she's sorry, blah, blah, blah. And they settled it. And obviously, all this time I'm narrating, my parents have no idea that I know this or I remember this and it's funny enough like how many things do I remember from my let me say that five to ten years not much but I remember this because it, it jarred me then because I'm just thinking my parents are about to split up and also it, it did something to me where boys loved their mom and it always changed the way I saw my dad just thinking of the fact that he was trying to kick my mom out of the out of the house and I've said all this stuff is unbeknownst to them that I actually heard any of this or experienced of it, any of this and stuff. Obviously today they are still happily married, you know, they found religion in a very serious way and you know, love your wife, all this stuff, they imbibe all that stuff. But my point is that kids at a little age that they think they're not observing things, you don't see them in sight, but they are somewhere. Their ears are listening, they are observing, they are feeling that tension and, and they are imbibing it, right? So I'm just giving us my example of how it affected me and touched me. But it could be another kid who is watching or somewhere in the corner, his mom, his dad berating his mom or striking his mom. And these things get into them. And that's how they now learn how to cope with abuse. And, you know, they go and hurt other people because of the way they grew up. So a lot of times you're not helping those kids by staying, you know, before you know it, those kids become abusers themselves. So, so it's. Uh, I feel yeah. like apart from kids becoming abusers, because we're only talking about men, but women who grew up in abusive homes probably also don't have self-esteem. True. Because they've seen their moms be um, berated or whatever. They don't know what and love is. And they're probably looking for, um, and that's why you have like them jumping from like relationship to relationship because they're not pretty sure about like what a good relationship should be like. And also, they're probably the kind of women to stay in their marriages even if they're being abused. Because it's what they grew up with. Mm -hmm. So, they're like, my mom was hit or whatever. So, um, you know, this is what it should be. But I feel like also sometimes the older generation doesn't help. Because sometimes you hear mothers or grandmothers saying, ah, is it not just beating? I beg, stay in your husband's house. house. How many of us... Um, went through it or a lot of us went through it so instead of empowering their um girls you know to demand better or to stand up for themselves they're pretty much telling them to accept it as the norm and it shouldn't be the norm i mean i remember somewhere where i read that mother parents are so invested in making sure that their daughters are ready for marriage that they forget to raise their sons to treat the girl's right mm -hmm. because sometimes even people who become abusive in relationships might not necessarily have grown up in an abusive home but because they grew up in homes where females were seen as um 
as the second class citizens do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. in homes where like the men didn't have to do anything and the women did everything it might not necessarily have been an abusive home but you kind of grew up with that um I totally I totally agree you with kind you. of grew up with that mindset do you get what i'm saying or a situation where a mother has always spoiled her son like you said guys tend to be close to their moms do you get what i'm saying so your mom constantly spoils you and then you start dating or you marry someone and you wonder why your mom is not and um, why your partner or your wife is not taking the shit that your mom used to take from you so it aggravates you like my ex for instance is really close to his mom and his mom used to take like a lot of crap from him do you get what i'm saying like they would fight but they would still make up and i remember he used to say something about how i was meant to be like his second mom so sometimes like these men are also like um trying to make their wives be like their moms yeah sometimes people say that your wife is your second mom or whatever but obviously your wife doesn't have to take the crap that your mom took from you especially if it's not good do you get what i'm saying yeah and then some people get so some men get so upset that they're like it it just ties into what we're talking about about the environment and what you grow with if you grew up in the environment and so, and that's the way a woman is treated, that's the way you're going to treat the woman you're with because that's what you know, right? To them, that's not abusive. That's what that's how they grew up. Yeah, there's there's the, the, there's somebody who was like um, his dad was like, look, because he was acting up. He said, look, I love my wife more than I love you. Right? So like, don't act up. If you are my son, but if you make me choose between my wife and you, I'm going to choose my wife. Right, so it's is the way the the kids see that interaction, which is that's why it's very important the interaction between parents because that's what they see, that's what they mimic, that's what they feel is the acceptable standard. At least that's what they are starting. That's the baseline they are starting with. How does my mom treat my yeah. dad? And like you said, some people don't actually realize. Um, I saw a story somewhere. I can't really remember. So it was a girl talking about how her brother had the worst behavior in the world, right? I think it was one of the situations where like her parents just never realized that um her brother was badly behaved you get so maybe one day the mom comes down and she sees her son talking to her daughter in some sort of way that she did not like right so she calls her son and she screams at him and that's why they say sometimes like your foundation is very um it's very important you get what i'm saying of course she screams at him but he doesn't take it seriously right so she goes and she reports to their dad and the dad now um sometimes there's something about your parents talking some sort of way to you to jig it so the dad goes you know what i always thought that um you would be this kind of guy like a good guy someone who i could um proudly call my son do you get what i'm saying someone who i would be able to leave this family in, I would be able to give this family in able hands because like yeah, you're yeah, well yeah, behaved. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kinda just like Okay, yeah, don't admonish this. Admonished him and he's like, But I'm so disappointed in you, whatever, whatever. But the boy still didn't he thought it was just his dad trying to be jigged. So like the plan in the house was that everybody would like ignore him, he would do whatever it was that he wanted to do, yada yada yeah. But then when he realized that nobody was speaking to him and everyone was just ignoring him like no one was cooking for him it is he i think he he now started to settle in his mind that what he had done was really bad do you get what i'm saying and then he started to change and then his mom and his dad literally had to kind of retrain him 
how to behave how not to behave do you get what i'm saying like because apparently even his dad was like i'd be very worried if you brought a woman home today and said that you want to marry her mm, right. so sometimes it's even like parents unconsciously bring their kids up in such a way where they don't even realize that they're setting them up to be awful husbands or um, yeah so you, you brought up a fantastic point because it ties into male privilege and stereotypes right so you, you mentioned something parents mothers train their wives their children to become wives but men are nothing go out just go out, be a man right that's why i said at the beginning of this it's up to it's, it, this this ab- domestic abuse stuff is a man problem it's our mess to solve if you train your son also the way you're training your daughter to become a wife you're training your son to become a husband this is how you treat women this is how you speak to women this is how you act around women you repeat that stuff you never lift your hand to a woman no matter what happens i remember i did it someone once and for ironically she told me about the last relationship and that was so abusive and everything so i'm usually kind of quiet and talk too much so i can't remember what we were fighting about or arguing about but i'm something so serious and all of a sudden she's up on her feet all in my face screaming hit me now hit me now hit me now i'm like what what are you doing and i was like junior like, what are you doing what do you mean hit hit me now i'm like you came from somewhere where you where you had a problem and she couldn't hit me now hit me i just kept on repeating i just had to walk away but this was somebody aggressively in my face asking me to hit them which made no sense because uh, the argument was over literally nothing i think it was about the tv show to watch something that basic so my point anyway going on that detour was you, you have to be taught be trained under no circumstances unless it's life-threatening you ever live to attack a woman so it's just important that's why it's up to men the same way you're training your your daughters same way you have to train your men get that whole male privilege stereotype thing um out of the out of the way and you know train guys how to act let them know domestic abuse is not acceptable under any means we don't want to hear she's all in my face we don't want to hear um she made me angry and that's a big that's a big problem too because a lot of time people like to link it to anger he has an anger problem and what happens is that they are now talking to the woman uh, he says when you do this one he makes him angry when you talk loud he makes him angry so please don't do that because you don't want to get him angry no that's so we, we can we don't want to pin it as an anger problem and anyway, that, that, that leads me to this and question there's no one who doesn't get over anger issues um i personally know people who have anger issues but they are able to control hmm. their anger because they're like they don't want to get to that point where they do something that they will end up regretting anger issues is not an excuse it's not an excuse because there are people who do have anger issues and have it's not, not for once touched their wives excuse. or their partners so, like do you think abusers can change some some people on the school of thought are like Abuse is a learned behavior. Obviously, we've been discussing about homes. They learn behavior. So if somebody who gets help, they can unlearn that behavior. Why some people say, you know, once an abuser, you know, because if not, are you stuck in that cycle where it's honeymoon phase and it's just about to come? Or can somebody really unlearn this behavior? Um, I think that abusers can change. 
if they really want to change the issue is usually you taking them back right so they feel like i'll promise you you'll change everything you'll come back yeah, do you understand what i'm saying yeah but i think you have to do the work yeah. you can't just say you you can't you can't just change on your own you, you, know, you have to you have to you have to put some to, work I feel like abusers can change if they genuinely want to. Do you get what I'm saying? But I don't think that they can change while they're still with the person that no, they've been abusing. No, you have to go work on yourself. Because um, I remember I was telling someone, I was like, the thing about changing while you're with the person that you're abusing is you will never feel the full gravity or the consequence of what you've done because you're pretty much in a cycle. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You're like, I will tell her i'm sorry i'll tell her i'm going to change and she will take me back yada 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 do you understand but if you lose that person it drives ideally it should drive you apart from your self-drive do you get what i'm saying apart from your drive to change and i mean if you genuinely loved that person yeah. at least when you're with someone new you always remember the extent that you got to yeah but it's your, uh, yeah it's but it's it's about getting help. Yeah, definitely. It's, no, it's not, you, it's, you can't just you, you yeah. Can't you have to go get help. Own. You have to get help. You have to meet with people. Counseling, counseling stuff like that. things like that. Um, especially sometimes it'd be great if you met with like people who've also gone through the same um, situation. Do you get what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't think you should stay with the person. They have to go on their own and change. Yeah, like I said. You cannot change on your own. It's very important to know that. You can't just say, I'm not going to do it again because of all the different things that brought you to that place. You need to get help, whether it's church counseling, traditional counseling, some type of program, um, anger pr- program. You have to go do it because that's what happens. You know, you say, I'm going to change. I promise you, I'm not going to do it again. And something happens and you do it again. You legitimately have to go get help that's the only way it changes you have to go get help another thing people misconstrue is that abuse is just man and woman and stuff children are also abused in the in the in in the household that's also um domestic abuse i like to say that like we stated earlier children getting abused doesn't just have to be physical if you grow up in your in a house where your parents are always telling you that you're useless or you're good for nothing that's also abuse it's emotional abuse so you don't even have to get to the point where they are stripping you naked and beating you your parents and let me tell you something there's something about your parents being the one to berate you even if they're not beating you or fogging you them just i mean they gave birth to you so obviously that your parents are the ones telling that you're useless and that you can't um, make it right. or whatever it's even worse yeah, if, than if, somebody if, else because even yeah, the people that raised you or brought you to this world the ones that are actually meant to protect you are the ones talking to you that way then so you know children don't just face it's not just physical abuse everyone who faces abuse either faces emotional abuse or physical abuse there's none that is better than the other or worse than the other they both they are both as equally bad as each other so ld i want to thank you again for sharing your story like i said it's very brave very few people can uh can you know put it out there because i you know a lot of people feel a lot of shame they don't want to be identified they don't want to say it happened to me because how can it happen to me i'm so smart i have all this self-esteem but at least hopefully even this reaches one person and they understand it can happen to anybody they should look for the signs they should get help and if you are an abuser yourself get help 
So anyway, before we go out, go out on this podcast, I want to give some like helplines, right? Because we can do all this talk with other people out there that really need help. At this here in Nigeria, right? We have the um, dsvrtlagos.org, dsvrtlagos.org, and if you go on the website, you know they have um, hotline numbers to call if you're in domestic violence. Um, so you can call that number. You can look at the resource. They can help you with law and with lawyers and stuff like that you can actually if it's like an emergency you can, can call 112 and get the police to come but this is a resource you can go and find help another resource you can go and find help is with the um, I am I am purple.ng I actually was in a panel not in the panel I sat and listened to a panel they had um, this year in social media week where they were talking about their work and abuse and stuff like that in Nigeria so I am dot ng and they also have like a hotline number you can call um if if uh, you find yourself in that kind of situation so uh thanks everybody for listening um i just want to say one more thing um mothers who say that they stay in their marriages for their kids i know it's hard but you have to live because guaranteed your kids will love you more for showing that strength and leaving um shoot i can't remember the name of the lady right now because obviously this just popped in my head but there's a famous nigerian woman yes mrs yemisi wada she used to be married to a popular um senator i will not say his name but she married him when she was young and it was an abusive relationship it was an abusive marriage she had three daughters for him um, she was a lawyer then. Now she has a foundation to help other abused um, women, wives. And she said she was scared to leave because she felt like she did not have a job. Where was she going to go to with three little children? And this man was at least um, caring for them, you know, while they were still married. But then it got too bad and she decided to leave because she's like, if he kills her, who will take care of her children which is what a lot of mothers fail to realize if your husband kills you what's going to happen to your kids and even you know fine sometimes want to take religion out of it but even the pastor in my church once said if you die who are you going to leave your children behind for you know so she left and she spoke to a friend a friend kind of gave her like something to do you know assisting in wherever she is that she worked and today if you google yemisi wada you see her everywhere she's doing really good for herself her daughters are doing well her first daughter just got married and i guarantee you that those girls love their mom for showing the strength and the courage to leave something that was not working do you get what i'm saying to leave something that was potentially harmful so in as much as you want to stay in a home for your children you're doing more harm than good because genuinely the worst that will happen is that you will die and that child will suffer after you're dead so yeah yeah so thanks for that so um just wrap it up again i am purple.ng i am purple.ng and um, dsvrtlagos.org thanks for listening guys Peace out. Follow us on social media and keep the conversation going. Thank you. This one for realest girl. If your girl I look good and you never boring, then you know that I'm really good vibe. And she cook your good food.